Mealtime inspiration. It's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Bobby. Hello. How are you? I'm good, dude. I'm I'm just so tired. Today. Oh, is it is because you were traveling and you were in uh, South by Southwest? No, I mean yes, but no, I've uh, it's because I've been processing. Oh, oh God! The, the bone deep weariness. The, it's a, the, exactly. <laughs> I have the bone deep weariness of a night spent processing. Oh God. As you know, like, you know, Ella, my, my partner, my girlfriend, my love, and I both have very high stress, high travel, high everything, high expectation jobs. And we also both are very big, strong personalities. And we also both have market pass. Anyway, long story short, we got into a huge fight last night. And we just spent um, literally until 4 a.m. processing. What? Yeah. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Thanks, yeah. man, for still doing this podcast with me today. No, of course. <laughs> of course, I love to be here. So it was a process last night. Oh, that's tough, dude. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you guys got through it. Me too. There was a minute there that I really thought we weren't going to Yeah, make I think it. I got a text from you at like 10 p.m. <laughs> that was like, I don't know what to do. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I know. Like, Come it's so funny because we have two cats uh and so (laughs) well because because you're already thinking about custody uh, oh my god i'm sorry we did talk about custody i was like well because we were just pulling out big guns left and right i was like you know what you can have the cats (laughs) you know and then she was like i don't deserve the cats so i was like oh good at least we're on the same page not about that i meant like and that we both are like it's just hard when you are so in love and so passionate it's just there's a lot of passion and personality in the room and so it takes a lot for us to have productive conversations that aren't just emotional release because Mm. she's a boss in her company Mm -hmm. i'm a boss in my life and Mm -hmm. so we carry a lot of responsibility and you don't when you're in charge you don't have the privilege of like unloading to your coworkers, right like you can't do that because they're the people that like are like looking to you for guidance and leadership right well it depends on where you work but (laughs) (laughs) um but uh, theoretically that is not a good trait of management right you want to be you want to be like okay look i got this i have a vision etc etc and we both have been we like we said we were traveling and so it was just kind of like one of those things where we both needed each we both needed to lean on each other emotionally and but we were both leaning the opposite direction mm-hmm. yeah so anyway 4 a.m later um <laughs> we're very much in love which is the good part that's great buddy it's it's complicated you shit. Know, relationships are tough honestly i don't know how any relationships i don't know either or work at all this is why we go to couples therapy because i'm basically like um i'm sorry Does right. love exist? like do you think in a world in some ideal world where we all just get exactly what we need as children and our parents give us all, like all our needs are met we'd just be all super healthy attachment oh super God. non 
uh, non-codependent, like, just oh my never. God. But then, like, wouldn't that be kind of boring also? <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be kind of boring? Well, like, I, would I you would want to say... watch a movie about a totally well-adjusted, stable, non-codependent couple? I think I would kill myself. Isn't that like a nature documentary? <laughs> Animals aren't sitting there being like, what about your needs? Uh, but, right. like, I think that, yeah, it's funny you mentioned codependence because it's kind of like where we arrived at the end of the entire night uh, was that, you know— we both are codependent or we both have codependent tendencies, right? I don't think there's any couple that is a not that's not there's a, a teeny sort of, bit codependent. Yeah, I mean there's this form of healthy dependence, obviously, you know, and like I really want to oh my God. For this podcast, we should go to a coda meeting. <gasps> right? Oh my god, that'll be our episode of codependence. I'm writing oh it down. My god, we should oh my go god. to Coda. Oh my god. You know, I've been to Coda a few times. Me too. Do it. Well, let's do it. Let's go. I'm so excited. Me too. I haven't been since I went because it touched me and I ran away. It's really scary. It's really it's tough. Hard. And you get all kinds of people in there too. I mean, people. Yeah. No new friends. Needing people. No new friends. Yes, Hannah. That's exactly right. Oh, my God. But no, so it's like we're both concerned with like, you know, like, oh, well, I need to do what they need because otherwise they'll fall apart. But then that doesn't teach the other person how to not do it. But we're both guilty of it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's really like it's it's a fascinating journey. Also, we're reading uh, our couple, our therapist told us to read this book called Healing Developmental Trauma. Oh, I know. Uh-huh. And Ella started it because, you know, she's good and I have not even oh, opened what? it. I- she can read. I have Don't to... reinforce this idea of you being bad. <laughs> I'm bad. You're doing your best. You're trying, man. Oh, you man. Know? Aren't we all? Aren't yeah. We? Yeah. And speaking of we all, that's why today, everybody, on the Sleepiest Hannah Hart episode, we are going to be answering questions from you. Yes, we will be talking about topics ranging anywhere from the career crises of a mid-20-year-old. A depression and relationships. Ooh. Uh, motivation and anxiety. Life after graduation. Other things as well. Other things as well. Ooh, falling in (laughs) love with your best friend. Self-forgiveness. And more. So be sure to stay tuned. I was going to say stay tubed because that's what I say on YouTube, but we are listening (gasps) staying tuned. Isn't that great? We should acknowledge that it is the official seven-year anniversary of Hannah Hart being on YouTube. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And I spent my anniversary processing. You know, I'll bet... It was actually. You'll look back and be like, that was exactly the right time for that to happen. You know, it's like after a night that lasts till 4 a.m., you can't (laughs) help but feel a lot closer to that person. I feel closer today, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. because I'm so guarded about my shit. And then when I'm so tired, I'm just like, well, look, here's the deal. Mm -hmm, Trauma. mm -hmm. (laughs) Many of us are. Very good. So I feel like processing for you is like being in the float tank. It's like painful. Yeah. And kind of dark and (laughs) scary and dark. But afterwards, I do feel a little bit better and closer. And, like, we can lean on each other a little bit more. And we gave each other the space we needed. But our neighbors are probably not happy. (laughs) What can I say? We both know how to project. Both emotionally and physically. Oh, that sounds like a great... Like you would be s- proud. Sitcom. You would be proud of the level of drama we achieved last night, my friend. I will go into detail, further detail later. Okay, yay! I'm, I want to hear. I want to hear all the details. Uh-huh. Like even the details I probably shouldn't know about. I want to hear them. Oh, you will. You know, I can. <laughs> I can keep literally nothing from you. Uh, uh, that is true. Yes. I'm so lucky. <laughs> well, we are all lucky because we're all here together, which is why this episode is all about you guys. And we will get to answering your questions right after this. I 
have a question. Have oh, a heart. Yes, I have an answer, regardless of whether or not it's true. <laughs> That's just the nature of my personality. Well, as you know, we've been talking about Four Sigmatic and how we like it so much, and they make amazing thingies that you can drink. What does the name mean? Four Sigmatic? Yeah. Wow. You know? I mean, there's, okay, the number four, Sigmatic. I don't know. Right? But I do know that everyone from elite athletes to Tim Ferriss to nutritionists to authors and even professional dancers have found the benefits and taste of mushroom coffee to be great. I don't know who Tim Ferriss is. That's okay. We don't know what Four Sigmatic means, but we really love it. We do. (laughs) Oh, and I really like to drink their reishi at night. That's my like oh. nice like calm down, calm down mm-hmm. kind of drink. It's really, really good. It's a great alternative to the high stress environment I live and thrive in. <laughs> Ooh, and I tried the superfood recently, and? which has literally like twenty five mushrooms in it. And it was great. It was great. Yeah, right? I had it on a dreary work day morning and I just felt like you know, I, I, I could possibly survive this day now. There you go. Four Sigmatic helping you to possibly survive. <laughs> well, the good news is, is that Four Sigmatic can also help you possibly survive by heading over to foursigmatic.com slash analyze, where you'll get 15% off your entire order. Yes, that's 15% off any order placed on Four Sigmatic's website. That's 15% off any order placed on foursigmatic.com slash analyze. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash analyze. And for those of you that don't already know, it's spelled H-A-N-N-A-H-L-Y-Z-E. Now, back to our Hannahs. Can I just say thank you to all of our earbuds for listening to me just kind of have to get that off my chest at the beginning of this recording? Like, I really appreciate that. You know? Dude, they're the best. They're the best. And And yeah, every time anyone uh, even just like leaves a reply on a tweet of the podcast mm-hmm. and it's like hey that was great i know especially I'm always with, like oh my heart or the people that thrill yes <laughs> or the people that leave reviews i'm like yeah. wow you really care you really took the time to yeah. leave a review okay but let's get to it hannah gelb will you please read our first question yes the first one is from uh august oh not august there is an umlaut over the second U. Oh. And therefore, I will read it properly because I am not a monster. Um, okay. I'm sure August appreciates that. Yes. Uh, I am a college student who struggles with severe anxiety and motivational issues. What is the one thing that gets you out of bed every day and makes life more worth living? Any tips on life after graduation? Wow. Okay, I mean, cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, lots of tips. So first of all, August, thank you so much for uh, reaching out and letting us know uh, this question. College, man, I loved college. College was great. <sighs> Did you not like college? If only someone had told me that... It was going to be the best years of your life. It was going to be the best. <laughs> it's not the best years of your life. It's just that, well, okay, and this isn't the case for everyone. It's so carefree. I know. You're, I mean, you have so much time and you, the resp- you have so little responsibility. I know. I remember I had class... Like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 to 2. And oh. sometimes I would be like, I can't believe I have to go to class but even, for four hours today you know, and then just get drunk and lie in the sun for 50 <laughs> hours. Like, what the fuck? I ah. love, I, you know, college was a busy time for me. I got the two degrees. I had three jobs. And you were working. Yeah, I was, was working so much. But what I loved about college is that. <gasps> Can I guess you're going to say? Yeah. Is it that. You just have community and people everywhere all the time to connect with you all the time. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. No. (laughs) (laughs) The answer is this. I loved that it was a time of potential energy. 
You know, oh. even though it was just about going to work and going to class and surviving the college experience, it's all potential energy, man. Your life is laid out ahead of you. I have to say that only in my early 30s am I returning to a feeling of freeness in my life again. I'm sorry to say this, August, but life after graduation sucks. <laughs> it's a little rough. Yeah, it's pretty hard. I think hard. the mid-20s are like really a difficult time. And we also have a question from Kaka La Rosa, which I'm going to tie into this, uh, because she says, I'm 25 and next month I'll graduate in foreign language. During the years I just worked at university, but I feel like I'm late in the game graduating late. And I feel a lot of failure and judgment. So I have to say that here we have somebody who is on track to call it, to graduate, quote unquote, on time, which means nothing, by the way, mm-hmm. Caca La Rosa. Mm-hmm. And here you are at 25 and you're about to graduate. You're not at all late in the game because honestly, 21 to 25, I just was like, oh God, I got to just get a job. How many coffee shops did you work at? Like a hundred. Like a hundred. And also nobody cares. I don't think anyone cares. Like, we imagine everyone is thinking, oh, that person, so old because they're <laughs> 29. No one thinks that. Never. And Never. it's just so silly and sad that we're so hard on ourselves at that age. Because mm-hmm. then when you turn 30, you're like, wow, I wasted a lot of time in my 20s being really anxious. Mm-hmm. And there was no need. Mm-hmm. And, and both, uh, both of these listeners say... You know, Caca La Rosa asks, can you tell me how to be fearless? August asks, I struggle with some uh, severe anxiety and motivational issues. How do you make life worth living? And I feel like that is so connected because, you know, only the wisdom or only the perspective of being 25 can allow you to be like, it's fear, you know? And it's like, when you're younger, you're like, why am I not motivated? What's stopping me? What's holding me back? And it's that, that fear, you know, but uh-huh, uh-huh. I would say that your 20s are about a time of you just exploring and understanding yourself and not being so overly concerned with um, a trajectory. Kind of just lean into the experience as you go without being concerned for a trajectory. Right, 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 right. Because if you just kind of do things, that'll lead to more things. You don't mm-hmm. really even have to have a plan at all. I still don't have a plan and I'm 32. And But you're, you spent your <laughs> 20s doing emotional growth. Yeah, I I think. I mean, I did not know that that's what I was doing at the time. (laughs) No, not at the time. There's a great book called The Defining Decade. If you want to read about your 20s, go for it. It might help you to allow yourself to more easily forgive the mistakes you're about to make. It's okay. You're in your 20s. It's a second adolescence. We don't prepare people for real life at all. Do they teach us how to do taxes in school? No. Why Do they teach us how to do a budget? (gasps) No. No. Mm -mm. Or, yeah, and also... Uh, you just don't have the experience yet. It's like you have to be so kind to yourself. Like when I first started working, when I was like, uh, I was late to the game as well. I started my first full-time office job. I did not have until I was like 26. And it's completely bizarre and absurd and weird in every way. And she really, guys, I'm just going to jump in here and say she really beat herself up about that. And oh, me yeah. as someone who worked in an office, I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you really could do this, dude. And you'd be like, oh. Such oh, an inferiority complex. Yeah, yes. I was like, I've never been an office person, and that's where real people go to and I'm be like people. to sit in fluorescent lights oh, and be God. sad and trapped. No, first of all, it's the worst place in the world. And uh, but you'll learn that on your own. Second of all, no, not all the time. You just don't like I know so much more now about like office politics and like how to interact with people. They just the only way to do that is to do it. You know, mm-hmm. there's not really any way to prepare. And I would like to say to Auguste. I think when it comes to anxiety and motivation, sometimes what's helpful is to realize that you're not motivated and that's okay. You can't be like 100% motivated 
all the time or ever, actually. If you're <laughs> like motivation is it's there sometimes, sometimes it's not. And there's also could be roadblocks between you and your motivation. Mm-hmm, there could be mm-hmm. a journey of wellness that you need to take first before you can focus on motivating factors in your life. It, it, you're about everyone is unique. Every we have we are all as unique as our fingerprints. And so as you go into this next stage of your life, both Cacala Rosa and August, <laughs> as you guys both go into this next stage in your life, just accept that it is going to be a learning experience. Right. If you were learning a new language. You would accept that you were going to make mistakes. If you're learning a new skill, you would. And that's what you're about to do. You're about to learn new life skills. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. good fucking luck. Right. And, and please don't think you have to have the motivation before you do something. Sometimes it's not there. Sometimes yeah. it only comes after you try, which sucks. Wow, that's nuts and true. I yeah, know, I'm like, you know? wow, 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 you're right. Because you know? once I get something done, I'm like, I could do 20 more things. Right. Oh, my God. Right. Plus, I'm, okay, yes, as I said many times, I'm 32 and... This is the happiest I've ever been She's in my life. She's feeling 32. My 20s kind of were really bad. They're a rough like, time. They sucked a lot. <laughs> I really love, I honestly can say that. And people would be like, no, things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. You're going to feel better one day. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. That's never going to happen. But they're right. I can honestly say that, like, I am loving my 30s. It feels so nice to be over 30. I'm like, well, uh, I'm over 30, so good yeah. night, everybody. Oh, uh, so yes, exactly. To be yeah. like, it's 9 p.m. and I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. And, and I don't care. And I'm no, I don't I feel FOMO because I'm not. Because I know that this actually is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's move on to our yes. next question. Do it. I want to say one more uh, thing. Uh, yes. And that is that we don't know everything. <laughs> and I'm sure there are people uh, decades older than us who are listening and are like, <laughs> let me tell you a thing or two. Oh, yeah, people like in their 40s or 50s. You don't even know yeah, what like, is coming. 30 year olds are children. <laughs> yes. And I totally respect that opinion. I mean, I'm comforted by it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. The best is yet to come. Okay, <laughs> here we go. All right, so for reals this time, our next question comes from D or Die. And they ask, hey, ladies, so I have a problem. I think I'm on the verge of falling in love with my best friend. I don't want to say I'm in love with her yet because it's hard to fall for someone completely when you don't know how they feel. But besides that, we do a lot together. We have been best friends for five months now, and I instantly had a crush on her. Well, I just want to say... There's so much to unpack here. Let me just finish the question. Sorry. But she was taken. In these five months, they've broken up, and she's talking to someone new three times. Each time, I was secretly jealous. I don't think she feels the same way about me. There are moments I think she does, but then she starts talking about other girls. I go back and forth with this all day, thinking, I'm going to wait for her, or I need to move on. This isn't healthy. Any advice? How do you move on from unrequited love of a best friend? Oh, Panhart, I think this is a question for you. But also I want to say to Dee, congratulations on being a sane person because having that, um, you know, that part of your consciousness that's like, well, I don't really know how she feels, so I'm not quite in love, but I'm falling in love. Some Mm. people would just bypass that altogether and be like, I'm obsessed with that person. That's me. That's me, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. I'm like, wow, you're my soulmate. You don't know it, though. Oh, my God. D, D, D. Or die, die, die. I'm going to say D like the letter D. So we're saying it right each way. D, I want to say a couple things. I think you already know the answer because here you are asking about the experiences. Yes, perfect. This is the coming home theme I do in my videos. You already know the answer. You say you go back and forth all day thinking I'm going to wait for her or I need to move on. But ultimately, your final question is how do you move on from unrequited love of a best friend? You know, it sucks because this is your best friend that you've had for five months, and you say you've had a crush on her the whole time. So 
I would caution, and this might be a difficult revelation, but one I myself have experienced, that it's never been a friendship. It's been you having feelings for someone and becoming their friend. Or you having a friend that you suddenly had feelings for. I had a friend that I had feelings for for like three months. Oh, my God. You remember There this? was a period in Hannah's life where oh she just kept falling in love with straight women. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so horrible. <laughs> yes. There was a period of time when I would come to visit Hannah in L.A. and she'd be like, oh, I just can't believe I let myself fall for a straight girl again. And I was yeah. like, oh, oh, buddy. I know. And that happened like three times. There were. Yeah. And quite a few. You know, there but were I some characters. I, there were some characters. And I convinced myself that we were friends. But it wasn't that, which ultimately is kind of unfair to this other person because you're like, by the way, I've secretly had a crush on you on our time friendship so um yeah if you feel betrayed or whatever good luck with that bye you know because mm-hmm. you can't be friends with them if you have feelings for them and it's not reciprocal or at least you can't be friends with them right now mm-hmm. so i would honestly say like you need to tell them as soon as possible you know you just need to tell them and you need to have the open and frank conversation because whatever chance you have at friendship begins with honesty oh Head of heart, everybody. <laughs> Let's go to another. Let's it's so go to true. another question. It's so true. I, I agree. It, right? It's painful. Honesty is painful. Honesty is painful. But yeah. I'm exhausted by honesty right now. Oh. I was honest until 4 a.m. last night. <laughs> I can't even believe I don't want to be honest at all today. I don't even know how you're conscious, honestly. I'm not. <laughs> Okay, let's move along to our next question. Our next question is from Alex, and they say it would be awesome if you were to talk about things like not putting yourselves in other people's minds slash assuming they're judging. Ooh, we Exclamation talked about this. point. Yes, double the. Uh, we talked about this on the drive over with parallel parking. Oh, my God. Uh, let me tell you guys a story. <laughs> okay. Well, so that time that I missed both the trains and drove to L.A. I, I, by the way, I listened to Time Log Tryout the other day in my car, and I was like, this episode's stressing me out. <laughs> oh, really? Well, just because you're talking about time management, and I was uh, like, this is stressing me yeah, out. Yeah, that was kind of stressful. It was a stressful episode. Yeah. Like, as a listener, I can't say I enjoyed it. <laughs> I did love when we loved on each other, though. Oh, that yes. That was the best. Yeah. So after we recorded... Um, I drove to Hannah Hart's apartment, and she was like, oh, okay, buddy, I'm so sorry, we don't have a spot for you, so you can park on the street. And I was like, all right, cool, I'll do that. And then in my head, I was like, no! <laughs> park in the street in uh, L.A. and rush hour? I know. Like, the basically just a nightmare. Just a, a true nightmare, because we live on a busy street. And right. so Hannah was like, well, I guess I'll just park. <laughs> I literally tried to parallel park. I can't even believe I asked you to do that. Oh, I, yeah. But I was like, gotta be, gotta be strong for Hannah Hart. I can do this. And, you know, I've parallel parked like four times in my life. <laughs> I grew up in the suburbs of San Diego. We don't, the parking spots there are like five Suburbans wide. Oh my god! Um, oh my god! But did you try? I mean, you I, did I tried. Try. I tried. I failed, and then I just went to a, a gas station and had a hard head to tell me where to park. <laughs> It's true. So it's like, I mean, I get it, though, because, you know, it was rush hour. So you felt like all these people were watching your attempts. Right. And but it's isn't it so funny that these people, I have no idea who they were. Never going to see them ever again. They probably weren't even paying attention. And yet that was like a truly inhibiting fact anxious moment. Yeah. Like, how is that beneficial evolutionarily wise? Like, what? It doesn't make any sense. 
So, Alex, what I'm trying to say is you are not alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. And I really feel like in this year of my life, it's the first time I'm making progress with this. Yeah. We'll talk about that. So I know I mean, throughout I, our friendship, I, you have often said, like, you know, that you've often talked about things from the perspective of what you think another person is thinking. But this year, you started, like, catching yourself. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, tell us about that. <laughs> well, I don't even know where this came from. I know I did not come out a baby like this, but I literally just imagine everyone is mad and disappointed at me all the time. Even people who I don't like if I was going to a job interview, I'm always that's like the mind frame I have. Like they're so mad and I suck and they're just like, oh, God. But like, why would it? Why would I think that? I don't, I don't know. know. But um, so I think that's just not true most of the time. Yeah. But recently, though, you start you started catching yourself and being like, well, I'm putting thoughts in another person's head. Right. Have you noticed that you've started saying that lately? Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a more concrete example. But like, so what have you been, what technique have you been using to kind of like try and stop this other person's mind projection? Well, I think what I do is I reflect, okay, what am I thinking right now? Am I thinking about all these other people and being like, I hate all these people and I want them to die. I mean, okay, sometimes. No, but no, like most of all, everyone is thinking about themselves. Everyone's thinking about themselves. All the time. All the time. All the time. And if anyone tells you otherwise, they are fucking lying. <laughs> okay? So Everyone's thinking about how they're being perceived Right. All the time. And also, they don't really have the time to be thinking about you, like, that intensely. Yeah. They don't have the time or energy. So, yeah. I, I think that it's, just, it's again, sadly, it kind of comes with experience. It does come with experience. I kind of think it's the feelings versus facts thing, right? Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this other person's mad at me. And it's like, well, why do I feel that way it's like well because i'm feeling really scared and anxious right now aha so that's the sentence which is i'm scared and anxious right now and then once you know what the sentence is you can start to soothe it for instance you're at a job interview and you're thinking the other person's mad at you it's more like i'm nervous because i'm at a job interview and my default is to make up a reason as to why i would feel that way instead of just accepting i'm nervous because i'm at a job interview yeah whoa dude you're like oh man is this person mad at me yeah, like, but no, no, no they're actually right feeling really nervous. They might just have like, to pee. Fuck, I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> Which also... they should meditate. <laughs> Call back. Call back. Call back. Yeah, and they're actually they're nervous because interviewing people is hard. Yep. And they're like, what if I screw this up? What if I hire the wrong person? Then everyone's going to be mad at me. There you go. You so, know? yeah. So, Alex, from us to you. Good luck again. No, I mean, I would say try and focus more on how you're feeling in the situation and how you can soothe it. Right. And be like, wait, am I am I judging anyone right now? Probably Ooh, not. Probably not. I mean, unless the situation really calls for it. You know, for example, if someone doesn't have the right opinions about Game of Thrones. Whoa. But Whoa, divisive. Not that that came up recently in my life. Um, oh, I can't wait to hear more. <laughs> we have to figure out a name for this segment. If we do this like once every 10 episodes, you know? Oh, yeah. Maybe like earbud or like questions from you, but like not that. Right. Or like ear to play on the buds. We could be like ear flower garden. Oh, ear blossoms. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh. That kind of sounds scary, though. Okay. A little bit. Okay. Let's talk about fear. No, just kidding. <laughs> Hannah, will you read our next question? Uh, yes. This question is from the Queen of Size. Great name. Great name. I really like that. Very... I feel like I am in the court of size as well. Yeah. Poetic. This person says, hi, Hannah's. And I appreciate you addressing both Anna's. Yeah. I was wondering if you were planning on doing an episode on self-forgiveness. How do you stop beating yourself up for a failure? 
Going to be totally honest here. I have no idea. And that is such an important question and the most important question of my life, honestly, yeah. I think. And man, I'm reading this book right now. It's called Radical Acceptance. Oh. And it's the, I mean, yeah, it's, it's great because it's all about <laughs> radical acceptance, um, accepting yourself exactly as you are. And it's so frustrating because I don't understand how it happens because forgiving yourself is like a shift in energy. Mm. It's so it's like I can say to myself over and over again, I forgive myself, but it doesn't resonate. It doesn't you don't change feel the energy anything. Shift. So how do you actually shift that energy? I have no idea. Wow. Well, I mean, maybe... do you think it's something if you just like practice it every day, but then is the practice just saying it? What if that doesn't go anywhere? I literally don't have any idea how any human being forgives themselves. I I mean, I first of all, I want to read but this But I do book. want to do a whole episode about this. Sorry. I agree. I, so hearing you say that, I feel the same way. I think we should do a whole episode on self-forgiveness. I think we should touch on like some passages from this book that you find helpful. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to bring back in that challenge that you have not done, which is the 10-day meditative challenge. Oh, because there's a whole meditation pack on forgiveness. Yeah. And you can apply that to yourself and see if that mm-hmm. helps. Yeah, yeah, dude. You're so right. Right? I think, you know, honestly, I think... Because the reason it's so hard for me to do that is because I know it would actually be really challenging. Oh, you know, God. there's like a lot of resistance to do it because I'm like, that would be, I'd really have to look at myself and that's going to be really hard. But the, the, the way it works is that it guides you really slowly. Like I did the acceptance pack and the question that I meditated on was, what are you rejecting? Oh. Yeah, so it's not just accept it, accept it, accept it. Yeah. It's what are you rejecting? You know, and this this question of self-forgiveness feels like it ties into another question here from Jenna uh, talking about balancing religion and spirituality with sexuality. Oh, my God. That has been a really hard journey of forgiveness and acceptance for me. So I feel like religion and sexuality is their own episode and or we tie it in with the self-forgiveness episode. But I really think that that's a topic that touches both of our lives a lot and we would have so much more energy for the world if we could figure uh, out a way to heal that wound my god i would be like the president of the galaxy oh my I. god <laughs> i believe it i i, I am it, is it a democracy it's a democracy i vote for you well it's uh my uh what's what's you know how the united states is not actually a democracy it's like a plutocracy a something republic i don't know a shithole i mean it's it is a democracy <laughs> sorry my bad my bad Anyways, anyways. It's turning I, into like an aristocracy. I'm trying to say. What I want to say is I literally feel like it's amazing I've ever done anything in my life because I've spent 90% of my time being mad at myself. I mean, imagine how much more time you'd have if, if you used that energy to not be mad. Yes. So uh, Queen of Size and Jenna, we relate. We hear you and we are investigating it ourselves. Well, I think that this has given us a great idea for another episode right. and we're going to go explore it and we'll get back. Right. Yeah. Also, isn't it just so weird that that's even a phenomenon at all? No yeah. one is born hating themselves. That is absolutely something you learn to do. But why is it so common and why is it so... It's not like people are like, oh, I have all kinds. We have all different experiences of hating ourselves. They're pretty much similar yeah. across the board. Yeah. Like, how do we learn to do that? I think, I don't know. In my therapy practice, I think it comes from not having a place to healthfully put uh, anger or disappointment or neglect mm. and then just putting it on yourself because the anger is there and it needs an outlet right. and becoming that outlet for yes. that anger. So I don't hate anyone else who is responsible I hate myself mm. for letting it happen, you know? Like maybe it starts with the physical feelings. Oh, my God. Because those all have, you know, anger and all that stuff. I am too raw to continue this conversation. Okay. <laughs> You're right.
right, let's save it for the episode. We'll save it for the episode. Okay, we're going to close off with one last question, that, which comes from Megan. Megan asks, do you all plan on having guests on this podcast? If so, you should definitely have Grace and Mamrie. Hey, that would be great. Oh, that'd be so fun. I know. Although I would feel really... In, uh, inferior in that room. I'm just oh, saying, right you now. have no reason to feel that way. But I would happily do it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, yeah, we definitely want to have guests. I definitely think that, you know, in my opinion, like we are finding like our voice right now. So I wouldn't anticipate guests right away. But, but in the future, yeah, we'll have guests. And yeah. I think since it's two people, we'd probably just do one guest at a time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it'd be too Four many cooks people in the just kitchen. yelling into a microphone. <laughs> yes. You know? Well, Hannah Hart, let me ask you who would your dream guest be? Oh, my God. Don't say Anthony Bourdain. It's not. Oh, thank God. Oh, God. <laughs> not even a little bit. I'm sitting here trying to figure out if it's Oprah or Martha Stewart or Beyonce. Martha Stewart. Dude, she is a genius. That's, I'm really, that, wow. Uh, that would just be for me in career. I'd be like, so tell me about how you build a lifelong career. <laughs> Katie Couric. I know Kate, Katie Couric would be a really great guest. Oh, yeah. Who's, wait, who's your dream guest? My first is Anne Lamott. Oh, yeah. The author. Would love that. Oh, uh, Gloria Steinem. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Sue Perkins. Mad love for her, though. Sue Perkins, that hilarious British like com- comedian, commentator. Sue Perkins would be so fun to have. Ooh, oh, yeah. it's Sarah Silverman. I like people that... <gasps> Deborah Francis White from The Guilty Feminist. <gasps> don't know what that is. Oh, my God. Hannah Hart. I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, it's a fantastic uh, podcast about how to reconcile your being a feminist in the 21st century with all of your, you know, uh, the, uh, what does she always say? She always says, and the hypocrisies mm. and, you know, other things. In mm. conclusion, being a feminist in 21st century. Got it. Love it. Yeah. So there's a lot of guests that are our dream guests, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, guys, I'm tired. <laughs> oh, did you guess that? Ooh. <laughs> Does that count? Yeah, it counts, dude. Uh, you're totally good. Oh, my God, Hannah, that's so great. And you guys are so great for listening. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for submitting these questions. Please feel free to submit more questions. We'll do this uh, every now and then on the show. And you can go ahead and send them into at Pod on Twitter. I read them all. She does. And I print them all out and hold them to my chest. She does. <laughs> she really does. I don't know how to talk to her about it. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe so you can get the latest episodes of Analyze This right to your earbuds every Tuesday.